This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Good afternoon, everybody. We're starting just as uh, the last minutes of playing out against Liverpool at Anfield was always going to be a hard job. And of course, just at the end there, a penalty given away by Euro Kuchka, which went to VAR review, put away by Fabinho, who'd come on as a second half sub. First goal was scored by Diego Jossa from across shortly after Kuchka had uh, had had an opportunity to go ahead, disallowed, which was a shame. So uh, there we go. One of those things. Um, welcome this afternoon to the uh, Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter spaces uh, where we where we've got uh, plenty to discuss. We've already got uh, a few people lined up. So uh, first of all, um, Pidge, if you want to come off uh, mute, sir. Um, how are you, sir? Yeah, and, uh, good, what, mate. What did, you, what did you make today? What did you make today? Well, I'll get the negatives out of the way first, mate, and then I'll go. I'll go for a lot of the positives. Then two poor, two poor goals to concede. Um, Two glorious chances we could have had, uh, should have put away. You know, you know, we were, we're not going to get much of possession, so you got to make do with what you get. And um, we should have put at least one of them away. But taking it, all of that away from it, I was happy with how the boys um, played. I thought Kamara was excellent. Um, he was my man of the match. I think he shackled Salah for pretty much most of the game there. And um, yeah, all in all, I think we were very organised. Showed a lot of. Courage going forward, discipline at the back. And, yeah, I'm re- really happy with how the boys um, did today. And that's all I wanted to um, see from the lads. Just if we if we aren't the better side, just show the right attitude, have a good go, show a bit of bravery. And it obviously will bode well going into um, Leeds next week, mate. Well, yeah, no, I couldn't. I don't think I could agree more with that. I think it's, um, 
you know, it it was a shame because it, it felt like a, you know, if it had stayed at one nil, you'd be coming away going, you know, that was, uh, you know, we, we deserve better than that, mm. and it was a silly one um, to get. You know, if if you do that, VAR is going to pick you up, pure and simple. Yeah. Um. So we need we need to cut that out. But I do think that the especially the first half was some some really positive stuff, and it was a shame that uh, that uh, Kuchka wasn't able to beat Allison before literally kind of thirty five seconds going down the uh, going down the other end and the ball put across. I was uh, I was looking at some of the uh, social media and people, please, if you want to have a um, you know put a point across, just please uh, press the request button and then we'll get you in. Um. But it, there was a, a lot of stuff on social media as to whether or not Foster should have come out. Um, yep. Was it Cabaselli? Was it Fermenia? What was your take on it? Well, he's, it, being a even a, just an ex centre um, top level centre back in the uh, back in the day when I was really young, all those years ago, you know, you there was basic communication error between the centre backs and the goalkeeper, and that was the same with the Spurs game when we conceded last minute that. Yeah, there is an argument about Foster. Could he have stayed on his line? But there's also an argument of um, there's about four players in and around um, Jota when he got the ball. I believe it was Jota who scored it. Um, when Gomez put, OK, from a Liverpool point of view, fantastic cross. They're always hard when they go behind you. But no one was goal side of him there. And, you know, as much as people are blaming Foster, which is they've, they've got a point in a way. They've got to sort of say, well, where was our mark in there? Because that was poor to begin with so overall I just think the uh, the bad communication at the back cost us dearly in that in that respect and problem is though if you give players that quality even Jota the uh, time of day to pick a free header he's going to put it away isn't he yeah I thought it, I thought it was really good movement from him yeah uh, it was great Cab- Cabaselli is is facing the play and, and Jota is behind him so you, you, your point about communication from either the keeper or Feminier is absolutely spot on Feminier is seeing him and he's got to track the run um, for for me and uh, and Foster, you know where, where it is. I think can can either communicate or do a lot more to uh, to really try to help that situation. Ideally, it's uh, it's one of those things. Mm. Um, there's there's plenty more that we're going to be kind of talking about today as well because what we've also seen is uh, if this week is the uh, the accounts come out. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that with. Uh, with, with a few people as we move over, including, uh, hopefully, Mr. Mr. Greg Thieker, Wendover Horn. Greg, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Pisa. How are you? I'm all right. After you met with uh, former England cricket captain Graham Gooch last night, resplendent in a photo. I oh, yes, yeah. What did you make it today? What did you, what, how was your night and what did you make of uh, the game today? It was today? good evening. Got a bit of a sore head this morning. Can't help but <laughs> think today a wasted opportunity. I, I think we've caught them on a good day when they weren't at their best. You've got to take your chances. We've had we've we've had two two cracking chances there. We've got to put got to put one of them away. Got to put one of them away. Is my, no. my thoughts because Liverpool weren't good. Liverpool weren't that good today. No, I agree. I thought uh, when you looked across their starting midfield, and I know you know Thiago is a class act, absolutely. But it didn't feel like it shouldn't be at least get-atable, I think is the phrase I'm looking for, yeah. um, in, in terms of performances. But, uh, but, but, but there we go. What were your thoughts on the, uh, on, on the penalty at the end? Because uh, various people on social media, I think one of the, phrase, one of the, uh, the five-word um, uh, reviews was, you know, good performance, but Kuchka is a twat, um, which, which I think probably says more about that last-minute uh, ending than anything else. What did, what did you think of the actual goals that we conceded? OK, my thoughts on the pen was, yes, it was a pen. However, 
going the other way, would VRA, would VAR even have looked at it? I doubt it. Big team biased is what I say. Yeah, it, it was a silly pen to give, and it was a pen. But I don't think VAR are looking at it if it's uh, if 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 it's a if it's a Watford chance on goal. The goal we conceded. I'm not blaming Foster. I agree with you. It was a communication error between uh, Kiko and Cabs. Um, I thought Cabs did all right. Actually, I thought Cabs did all right over over the for the, the ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. However. I, I'm having Nkulu in for, uh, for for Leeds. I, I think he's a class act, and if he's fit, he, he's in for me all, all, all day long. Speaking of infamy, we have Uncle Ron. What a segue that was! I've made myself quite proud. Um, Uncle Ron, you are you are with us, sir. I've already seen your five word um, uh, review, but uh, tell tell us what your thoughts were on on the match, and then we'll get onto the accounts uh, a, a little bit later. Well, uh, <laughs> on the match, Foster's. Totally to blame with the first goal. He comes flying out like a, a geriatric Superman who's, um, you know, 103 years old. He's, he's absolutely dreadful at this level. And at the second goal, we've got Kuka, again, a geriatric. Both of these players shouldn't be anywhere near the Premier League in 2022. Arguably, shouldn't be playing professional football. But the good news is our wonderful chairman... Um, Wendover Horn has made sure that Kuka's contracted for next season. Sure, you're very happy about that, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, it, uh, it, I, I, I turned off when Rupert. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! I, I was looking forward to Ali Spinks too. There. Um, no, no, I, 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 you know, doom, doom, gloom. Potsos are bad. Potsos. Well, they are. The club is 190 million in debt. Um, would it be better? At, would it be worse under Bassini? Perhaps it would be five hundred million in debt under Bassini. Uncle Rod, does, does he does the majority of the, the money he owes to himself? So it's it's Peter to pay Paul. So But he's not you what know, are you talking about? It's not gonna write isn't that's not actually true. We owe money to um, banks, their loans. Not to Pozzo. The loans are not directly to, to Mr. Pozzo. Rupert, come, compared to many clubs, many, many clubs coming out of a pandemic, Gino has managed our finances very well. How, look, there are 119 million in debt. How is that look very at other well? Clubs. I just asked you to look at other clubs. But what? It's nothing to do with it. The Watford are 190 million in debt. It's a historic, unprecedented level of debt. For this we'll agree to differ. Sure. We'll agree to differ. Sure, we'll no problem, no problem. Anyway, anyway, anyway um, gentlemen, go, going back, going back to the game today. Yes, well, what, what, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, Uncle Rob, yes. and I appreciate this is, yes. this is going to, this is, this is going against the grain. Go on. What positive, what positives would you take out from today in terms of performances from the starting eleven? I, I think they tried. Um, if we'd taken our chances, uh, you know, we'd have won, but. Uh, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. But perhaps these days I could say, if my auntie had balls, she'd still be my auntie. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. I am going to ask um, uh, Carl. Carlos, are you with us? How are you, sir, after after the final? Hello, mate. Yeah, not too bad, actually. Uh, lots of positives to take from that, I think, going into the next game. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think if you'd offered me that at the beginning, I, I, I would have... Uh, I would have snapped your arm off, to be quite honest. So, yeah, yeah, no, no very, very good, mate. Um, I, I thought defensively we did all right. I know Kuchka was man-handling uh, 
at the end there for the penalty. But but overall, I think there's a lot of positives to come out of that. And um, yeah, hopefully we can we can take that on to the next game. Yeah, super stuff. Alex, I can see your request is so I'll let you in in just a moment. We've also got Charlie Zazara. Um, uh, luckily enough, I was on the, uh, on his uh, uh, the, the the preview uh, uh, podcast, preview tweets, uh, Twitter space uh, this morning. That's easy for me to say, isn't it? So uh, hopefully we'll find out how he is in a moment as well. Um, Alex, let me just let you in and let's see what your thoughts were. There you go, sir. You're in. Do let me know what your your thoughts were from the game. Were you there, and did you manage to get hold of a uh, an Emmanuel Dennis uh, shirt this time? No, I can't lie. I was a bit of an armchair fan. Um, as soon as the fixtures were released, I saw it was at half twelve. I was actually quite upset because I liked to night out in Liverpool. Uh, shock horror. But um, so I didn't actually go today. But um, I, do you know what? I, I I was I don't know why I felt like an air of confidence. I think that was mainly for the fact that. It was post-international break, and um, I think they played all right in, in stages. Um, the funny thing I do find is that sort of it happened at Southampton. Every time we have a goal-scoring chance that we need to convert, it's always Uri Kuchka, and it's generally like the one person on the field I would not want to have a goal-scoring chance. Um, the first goal, uh, I think we've conceded a lot of those goals where there's just the miscommunication, and then the second goal... I, I did sort of see it. I, I thought the ball had gone out of play, to be honest with you, before they'd actually gone to that VAR. But I've genuinely never, ever seen, uh, maybe this shows the inconsistency, because it was a penalty, but I've genuinely not seen one of those actually given in terms of, it manhandles then like a couple of minutes passes and then they go to it. I have never, ever seen that penalty type of given. Because it had been so long, I thought it had just, I thought it had just gone out for a, they'd gone out and restarted the game. Um, but yeah, apart, apart from that, I think it was okay. Um, I get really annoyed with Saar because I think he, I don't care what anybody else comes in here and says, he's one of the best players we've ever had and we should be privileged to watch him. But he seems to have just lost the ability to try and run some past somebody. I don't understand it. There was that moment in the second half when there was an opportunity in a breakaway and he was up against um, uh, Robinson. Who, that, who, let's face it, he absolutely ruined on the 29th of February 2019. Yeah. Um, with with his pace, um, and he just has that tendency to just stop yeah. and go. Just, all right, I'll let all you slower just, players just, come and overlap. Yeah, he just looks for the overlap, and I just think you've got that you've got that raw pace, and you and people will and you know think of the first game of the season when he ran at target and he was absolutely petrified of him. I always go back to that, and he just literally just stood there and just ran at him. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. All right, but just have a go at him, and he just seems to have lost that ability. I don't know if he's. Saving himself, and I don't really know, but it just doesn't seem to sort of doesn't sort of seem to do what he used to do. He was just run at people, and he was just electric. What did what, what did we make? I mean, Pidge, Pidge, who was first on, made it. My, what, what I think was a great comment, which was about Hassan Kamara up against Salah. Oh, brilliant. I mean, I, I I know Firmino scored the hat trick when we were there, but I mean, it was Salah pulling the strings, yeah. and he was pulling both Messina and Danny Rose yeah. about at the time. And I thought Hassan Kamara had a had a super game. And yeah. thoughts for him? I, think, I think the thing about Kamara was he, he he's and he even proved it against England when he was against Jack Grealish, and I was watching it, and it was actually quite funny because he just did not care who he was up against. He was just intent on winning the ball. Um, and that's what I quite like about him. He sort of just doesn't really give a damn against who he's against. Um, he's always going to try and put his foot in um, and put in a challenge. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, like Kyle said, um, there's a lot of positives to take. Um, and I think, for me anyway, next week really is the make or break. And I've said that for the Palace game and the Norwich game before. But if, you know, they've, they've done a half-decent performance today and they need to try and follow it up 
with something next week. Um, I think Saar being back probably does help because it gives that fear factor. But like we just said, if he doesn't run at people, then that really doesn't help the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was okay in stages. A bit of a shame on the two goals, but um, yeah. I, I think next week really is that really is make or break, and I think hopefully Saar being back will help that. Yeah, great, great points, so, Carl. What do you think from you know when we're we're going into this home game now against Leeds, and it really, I mean, you know, I know we've all been saying make or break since about oh, September, um, but what do you think we we have to produce differently in a home performance to be able to try and take on uh, Leeds and get something out of next week? I think honestly, mate, it, it, it's just about trying to get some, you know, some runner games together at Vicarage Road. We, we've got enough there now, where we're, we're at home. Our home form's been awful. We all know that. Uh, you know, I, I, I think in a, in a similar way, the, the way that we've set up today, you know, the, to to keep teams contained for as long as possible, and and to nick a goal, we're actually looking like if we could get in front of teams, we, we might actually be difficult to break down. I know Liverpool obviously got 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 around us today and it's 2-0 but on another day uh, and, and I think Uncle Ron said it at the beginning that if we take our chances on another day that's that's a win for, for us today and um, it, it's though that that's all I wanted today that's all I asked for was a performance and we got that so I will, I will I'll come just, away from that I will just say the one that Carl just in terms of that um, the only issue playing at home is that and I don't know if other people have realised it some people don't like to play that sort of style at home but I think we just need to embrace it, unfortunately. I, I, you know, I always get these chances in front of me of people shouting oh, I agree, forward, mate. forward. I, I, but yeah, we just I agree. need to embrace it. And, and yeah, you, know, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be nil-nil against Leeds with, you know, 40, 60 minutes on the clock, for example. And everyone's going to be screaming at them to try and attack. And that's when they'll go and concede a goal. So I just think you just need to just be patient. And, and I think that's a bit of a struggle with playing at home this season where people, and I'm not trying to dig anybody out, but a lot of people seem very, very impatient and almost seem intent on us attacking from the minute forward and kicking up the pitch as far as possible. But I yeah, agree that, that's the only issue. I think that's just the only issue with us playing at home. People don't seem to like that defensive style, but that's, I think we've just got to embrace it. And just, I think almost people, I mean, it's a bit 50 50 in Hodgson, and I'm still 50 50. I mean, some of these defensive performances are some of the best we've done all season. Um, and I just think we've just got to try and embrace it, really. And yeah. if you don't like it, you've just got to kind of suck it up because it might be the best thing we've got. Things so, long, you were, you were just about to say something. As long as we get results, mate, I don't really, I don't really care how we play. We can play twenty men beyond the ball, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. As long as we get results. But I, I, I agree with Alex with the fact we've just got to try and embrace it and attack in the right way. We've got to attack from the very off, but attack in the right way. And like he said, just don't lump the ball up for the sake of it and just be. Like, like we've been playing away because it seems to suit us away, but um, yeah, yeah, we need to find a formula at home because we've got five games at home. We need I think, to. Win. I think. I think it's. Ga- I think it's game management. Yeah, honestly, on, at, at home for us, game management. You know, not not going gun ho and yeah. just trying to, you know, just trying to keep it keep it as tight as possible. And as I've just said, I, I just feel if we nick a goal. We, we are going to be difficult to break down at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and I just think we've just got to embrace that and sort of the teams that we're playing. They're not about. They're not, you know, Burnley. Even you could even claim Brentford or Everton at the moment. They're not. They're not miles better than us. So, like I say, just game management, just sucking up defensively and putting the trust in the players that they will get something together. But yeah, like I say, just not getting gung ho. I think that's going to burn us in the end. Hello, my name's Chris Stark. I'm from BBC Radio One, that Peter Crouch podcast. 
and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Guys, let's bring in a new voice, uh, or a fresh voice, I should say, to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Twitter spaces, because he looks after the, the preview show, um, uh, Mr. Charlie Cesaro. Charlie, if you uh, uh, welcome, sir. Uh, thank you for having me on this morning when we looked ahead. Uh, we were talking about lots of things about the game. How do you think it panned out? From, from what we said. Nice one. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a bit of a fun chat. The first thing I heard when I came on this one is, would it be better under Bassini, which which pricked my <laughs> ears up. Um, <laughs> how do I feel? The, the emotion is disappointment. Um, it's frustrating when you put on such a de- really good performance in my eyes um, and then you come away with nothing. I don't, I'm not one of those fans who can't be, oh, at least it wasn't 3-4-0. Free, free uh, we should be competitive. I believe we've got the players to be competitive. First goal, disappointing. I think Ben Foster's decision-making more of a chance of saving it if you, if you stay on your line. However, I did see the goal back and it is right in the corner. But I think he's, it's made easier, the fact that he's come rushing out. He, he knows he just needs to get a touch on it. Um, and I thought we were good. I thought we were dangerous. Um, Kuchka is exactly the same chance as, um, as Southampton, wasn't it? Right. Mason threw on goal and just didn't score. Uh, Alex, can you go on mute, mate? Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, shit. I, I don't need to get either. <laughs> he's, he's on his moped, isn't he? Um, <laughs> go on, No, it was the most Euro Kuchka performance. I was watching it. I was thinking, bloody hell, he's, he's doing all right today. But then uh, Mirror Image of Southampton missed the golden chance, which would have put us 1-0 up. Um, and I think that gives us a chance to get a result. Um, and at the end, just pure stupidity. I think today's 90 minutes probably summed up his um, Watford career so far. So, disappointed. But one thing I would say, and I'm not the biggest fan of Roy Hodgson, I think last two games he's got it tactically. You can't really ask for more. I think he's set up the team really well. A nice mix of defensively. Um, and we look dangerous on the attack. He's given the position, he's given the players on the pitch position to get, get in and do stuff. And I just don't think we've been clinical enough. No, I think uh, I think the first thing everybody said is they had missed opportunities, and I think the game was, as you say, a, a, a overall a missed opportunity because it it really could have gone a different way. Um, it would have been interesting to see uh, if we'd have been going into that and had managed to get that uh, that opportunity that I called offside and was being, sitting back all very uh, uh, lazy that, uh, that that the ball got pushed through to Pedro and he just steered it wide of the uh, of the goal. If that had gone in. It would have been an interesting thing on the on the VAR uh, decision there as well. Very, very uh, <laughs> a big shame we didn't get that. The other things that we've talked about in in the week, and I appreciate um, you know um, Uncle Ron and uh, and Greg went over on there uh, talking about it was was the accounts, and we touched on that this morning. Uh, and you, you know Charlie's got a, a great uh, list of, of of guests who came who come on. And uh, Adam Leventhal from the Athletic came on in an impromptu fashion. Uh, bless him. Whilst he was at uh, whilst he was at Anfield, we could hear the buffet being served in the background um, to talk about the accounts, which were obviously released this week. There's been a number of other things that have become uh, kind of apparent. The uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport against Rennes for uh, Ishmael Assar. There was uh, a thing literally last week with regards to the the club basically taking a further loan uh, out on from Macquarie Bank based upon the, uh, the, the the transfer fees for success. Uh, the the rationale about that is effectively what it's doing is 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 taking a loan against the payments that they're going to get from Udinese. 
the rationale being, I think, you know, that they're probably low on cash flow, you know, with, with not many home games in a, in a period and also the finances obviously coming out. But also um, something I don't know if many of you guys have uh, followed uh, Lou Orns. Um, he put out a piece with regards to the agent Moji or Mogi Barrett uh, and his increasing involvement. And, and Adam gave a, a really good impromptu uh, kind of overview on that, in addition to what he does on The Athletic on, on that, that uh, Twitter spaces this morning, Charlie. Um, he, he really does know his stuff, the man. He really does kind of research into it. What, what were your takeaways on the, uh, on the accounts and the debt and the various things we talked about this morning? Yeah, really... Is, um, f- thank God Adam came on to give some clarity in the situation because I don't really follow football to get interested in the finance side. But uh, to be honest, I- I'm relaxed with the situation. I think we're in a lot better position now than when we got relegated last time, cutting the wage bill significantly. I think all the contracts that we signed up the players to, uh, when they joined all the new players, they had 50%. Well, I don't know. The, I don't know the figure, but they've got their yeah, they, get, relegation clauses. Absolutely, they've all got relegation clauses. So we're not going to be crippled in debt and be stuck with players who want to leave. Um, so I'm pretty relaxed, to be honest. Um, I don't think we're anywhere near to being in bad trouble. I think if you compare it to a club like Everton, if they went down, it could be cat- catastrophic with their wage bill um, and all all of their kind of that they need to pay out so I'm pretty relaxed about it um, I would encourage people to read the article because there's details there in regards to it's not the headline of we're not £250 million in debt it, it, it's not it's not great but I think we're in a better position when we I think when we go down um, to be a bit more susta- sustainable Ron you're, you're still there I mean you, you mentioned some figures and I'll just kind of tie, tie back to some and it'd be interesting to get your point because uh, Ron's consideration of this and concern about this has been well well mentioned, and others as well on this particular. No, I'm going to speak. Yeah, far away. Go on, Ron. Oh, hi. Um, sorry, I just missed that. My my son was in the background. Could you repeat it, please? Yeah, no. I was just saying you've been speaking about this a lot. We had uh, uh, Charlie and myself were on a. a, a podcast this morning or Twitter spaces this morning with Adam Leventhal who'd obviously written up a piece in the uh, in the Athletic he mentioned that he didn't actually write the headline of that it was a sub-editor who put down that we were 250 million pounds in debt the 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 formalized debt has gone from 102 million to 138 million but there are other debts owed to uh, including directors' loans, etc., which is the money that I think Greg was talking about earlier on, which is which is owed to Gino Pozzo. So effectively, he sort of owes it to himself. In fairness, that's nothing new because that has been, you know, I remember when Elton John sold to Jack Petchy, there was there was loans owed to him that under a gentleman's agreement, uh, Mr. Petchy was supposed to forego. But we all know that Jack Petchy, if you remember him, was not a gentleman and therefore ended up being paid back the money that was actually owed to Elton as funds to him. But going, you know, it's been a pandemic. It's been a loss of the premiership uh, TV revenue. So literally the revenue halved. And of course, the costs didn't halve. Um, so it's been a it's been a bad year. But the the sale of four players, including Estupinian and Suarez, who never really played for us, um, De Cure and one other being Pereira, bought in about 56 million. So that really reduced what would have been a, a really colossal worrying figure to a still worrying figure of 138 million total. What are your thoughts on it, uh, uh, Ron, in, ter- in terms of that? I just wanted to put the, 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 the right figures out uh, you know, b- before I came to you. 
I, I mean, I think it's horrific. I, I don't, I don't know why it's being sugarcoated. And um, if you look deeper into some of these figures, um, a report came out that Watford were, I think, the seventh biggest spender on agents fees in the last calendar year. Yep. And I think that Watford only spent around fifteen million pounds and paid out twelve odd million in agents fees. It was I thirty. Mean, no, the total because I've been going through that um, again. So it was, uh, you're absolutely spot on. It was seventh out of the premiership. And of course, you can imagine who the top six would be. Yeah. Um, or, or thereabouts. Uh, there were 34, uh, 35 and a half, sorry, million pounds uh, utilised across 34 different transactions in terms of in and out and, and, and fees, which was a, a figure quoted to me by, uh, by Adam this morning. Um, so it's kind of, my concern is the fact that uh, we've got Moki Barrett involved, um, and I don't personally see that as a very good thing. But as I say, I'd have a look at the, uh, the Luan's article. It's very, very good uh, and very thorough, um, but it's it's worth taking a look at. But yes, I think I, I think it's it's worthy of concern personally, um, and and are being articulated about by the club. But if you're going through a pandemic and you've been relegated and lost eighty five percent of your revenue. You know, being TV money, you've lost half of that. It's going to be an issue, I'm sure. Yeah, but it, it's an issue for every club in in the country. And uh, Norwich are going to be relegated uh, with Watford this season, but that they'll make a profit. And Watford are making horrendous losses year after year. And eventually, there will be a day of reckoning. It's not me being doom and gloom. No, you can't. You can't accrue uh, to. Uh, you know, a, a level of debt the sign and keep on increasing it season after season. How, how you, you tell me, maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. And can, can this carry on forever? No, I, I, don't I agree. So. I agree. It is, I think it is cause for concern. It needs to be something that is looked at and have a plan to be addressed. My, my, my personal thoughts, and it would be great. Anybody who wants to kind of chime in, just do please request. My thought would be that, at the moment, because Mogi Barra, who tends to operate in the French and the Belgian market, and you can kind of see a lot of that in some of the players who've come in and, and been moved around, um, and things go back to the Obialari area, you know, kind of transfer that came in, which was which was an odd one. It also he also references Ishmael Assar. Um, that's that's all a cause for concern. My concern is that we've got away from what was initially the Pozzo model, uh, which was actually trying to bring people in and then sell them at the top of the market as well. Uh, Charlie. What, uh, what what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, just a couple of points I wanted to pick up for more detail. In terms of the agent fees, yeah, it's not it's not great at all. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, but it isn't all that, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Mogi Barrett, it's not all of his deals, so it is spread between a few other agents. In terms of, I'm not sure where, where we've got Norwich will be making a profit when they go down. They spent £60 million pounds, uh, in transfer fees, so although they've got a lot more sustainable and they'll be in less debt, debt than us i don't think any team getting relegated is going to be making making a profit um and i think one thing that's really important is that we have got assets like emmanuel dennis and ismail asar which hopefully we're gonna recoup 60 million pounds from which should give us a bit more of a cushion yeah i'm not saying it's great at all but it's really interesting what adam said about ismail asar where we went away from the model and every fan on here would have wanted us to spend 30 40 million pounds on a megastar and he's he has been great. He's been probably one of the best players that we've had. But has it in the long term hurt us financially, especially with the case that's going on and stuff like that? So it's not it's not good at all. But I think 
precautions have been put in place and the club have been proactive to soften the blow that that day of reckoning that's been mentioned i don't think it's i don't think it's near good stuff right anybody who wants to uh, put in a comment please uh, just request i'm just going to go through some of the uh, uh, the five word uh, reviews of the game so we had dave uh, dave lavender who said kuchka is an absolute clown uh, as you can imagine most people are tweeting this about 3 minutes after he's given away that penalty so i think kuchka comes in for a few barbs on this one uh, Mikey Abrahams, the excellent Mikey Abrahams, who named the Gone in 60 Seconds fame uh, on the main podcast. Decent performance and Kuchka's a twat. As I say, he's come, he's not doing well. Our own Uncle Ron, sick of the geriatric foster. I think he carried on that theme on the call, which was great. Amandeep, Amandeep Stevens says, uh, it's not just me then. He gets on my nerves. So Foster's not getting much love. But Amandeep, I have to say, you've, you've used eight words there where, you know, we need you to insult Foster in uh, in five words or less. Uh, but I, I don't care, actually. You can use as many as you want. Catherine Jones, not bad. Fantastic rugby tackle. Now, that's nice. I like to see that level of support. Well done, Catherine. That's excellent stuff. Ian V. Now, this is an interesting one. Let's see what people think on this and anybody who's, uh, who's got the opportunity to round it off. No passion. Work rate seemed minimal. Kuchka a liability. And then flipping heck, which is, which is you know, one, it's not five words. Uh, secondly, it's some, some excellent points and opinions. And those are, those are Ian's. And that's great. But then I really love the fact that he used the phrase flipping heck. So he went with all of that and then he towed it right down at the end. Uh, from the manager to the team, too many geriatrics, says Tony, uh, which is uh, Tony of Watts 806. Thank you, Tony, for that. Uh, ben Kuchka is a liability. And then finally, uh, Sparklow 26 said, Roy was never the man for the job. What Pete, do we Pete, think about Peter, that? Peter, can I add one? Of course. Grapes of the anus. Oh, you didn't have to anus. go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. One of the things that was that was put out on social media was the fact that some of the uh, the, the podcasts, especially following following this particular medium, and then uh, and then also the world versus Carl with the, uh, the 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 quiz that we've been doing recently, testing testing Carl's knowledge against any guests guests who wish to come forward. The language has been a little bit uh, more ripe and, uh, fruity. and had fruity. fruity fruity is an excellent word. I like it, and I should use it more often. Um, and yes, the. The, the description of, uh, of of Carl's medical ailment there was used on the on the uh, on the podcast that went out only I think it was last Thursday. It was it was deeply concerning. So apologies if uh, if you're not one for the language, but that's but that's fine. Anybody else? Any more for any more? Otherwise, I'll oh hello. We've got we've got Ed from Florida here now. Ed is a regular and a fine contributor. Hey Ed, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad under the circumstances. What did you think of the game? What did you think of the accounts? Uh, the game, game was okay. Um, you know, some extreme frustrations, but none of those are new. You yeah. know, as, as Ronald said, finish our chances, we potentially win that game. But we're, yeah, again, punished for, you know, some pretty, pretty silly errors and something that hasn't been discussed, you know, a substitution that didn't occur, you know, Cooker playing 90 minutes and uh, taking loser off after however long. I thought that was a, an interesting decision from, um, from Grandad Roy. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, the level of debt, I, I don't really want to go into it. I mean, I don't think we have an awful lot to show for uh, an unprecedented and record amount of debt. Uh, I agree that... Um, a lot of people seem to be defending it and expressing no concerns whatsoever by it, which is fine. I personally think there's uh, slightly more to be concerned about. Um, again, we've talked about it before, Derby County, 
don't really see a huge amount of difference in scenario, uh, given that we're about to go down. You know, people have referenced uh, our assets um, in Sar and Dennis. Uh, realistically, what do we think we're going to get for those two? You know, Sar is, I, I don't think we'll get what we paid for him. Uh, I, I, I'd love to be proven wrong there. Um, you know, he's ultimately playing at the wrong club and he's a very, very talented player. But a club's going to take that on and uh, pay a relegated club overdue uh, amounts for a player like so. I don't know. So uh, we'll see what we get there. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's all very repetitive theme, you know, do very well against the, the big, big clubs. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. I think I think it's, it, as the season has gone on and as the finances have more come to the fore, I think more of the concerns that I've seen have been around the sustainability, the safety, the financial elements of, 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 the, uh, of the club more than has been the, the actual kind of, you know, the, the almost dawning inevitability that this is going to be, if we stay up, it, we're going to have to really pull out some hand of poker to do so. Um, and I think most people are, I think, I think when we look at the finances, I think it's almost an error to, to say, well, look, other clubs are this in a positive way or other clubs are bad you know, or worse off this way, because at the end of the day, nobody goes out of out of business because they were 21st or 22nd on a financial league table. It's whether or not they are sustainable in and of themselves. It's, you know, Barry didn't go out because they were uh, at the bottom or at the top of a league yeah, table. It's, they went because cash flow wasn't there and nobody came in to bail them out. And that can happen to anybody. But I think we've got owners with with. I think probably more credit than the cynics give them, and I've got um, and 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 more more to more to be concerned about than the people who are happy. I think probably the truth is always going to be somewhere in the middle. I think on the footballing side of it, I think we also have to accept that we're now in a league. When we came up with in in you know kind of 2015, 2016, we were yeah we were up against it. You'd already got the Man Cities and the Chelseas of this world, but now there were you know there were more oligarchs and there were more billionaires now owning it, and there's more petrol dollars and shakes and even state funded. You know I mean let's be honest, it's Abu Dhabi versus Saudi Arabia now with Newcastle as well, and and the the order of where we can get to is stacked. I think the thing that we need to absolutely get back to is is doing something in a clever manner to make sure that we can try to make sure we're both sustainable. And I think the key word that, that Charlie used there is competitive. Um, I don't think anybody, as I've, said, as I've said on previous ones, nobody comes on and becomes a Watford fan because they're expecting to walk away with trophies season after season or indeed decade after decade. Um, you know, it's because you want to go and support a team and you want to see some effort on the pitch. I think we saw that in today's performance. Yeah, I, um, but I but I think we need to get to a model that's sustainable. Sorry, Ed, I, I, I agree. And, and again, we, we, we've talked about it before. You know, Watford have, have lost their way. Um, uh, the likability factor is is fading week by week. It's a challenging team to to get behind ethically off the pitch. We, we all know you can't you can't cannot fault the club, and that in in its main is its people. Um, and the core people that cannot be changed over the course of history. But the way we do business, you know, you read that Lou Warns article, I'm going to be very careful what I say, um, and more importantly, what I don't say. Um, there's a lot of legal questions that, uh, that have to be asked around some of the business that we do. We were in court a couple of weeks ago. So that, that is, is something that's very dislikable. And, and again, 
getting back to that model that that worked for us is is something that we we definitely need to uh, to focus on. But but back to your point that you raised around sustainability, I, I think it's a fantastic point, um, and 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 that's part and parcel for you know with, with uh, raising kind of young players. You know, I don't think anyone screams out to spend 10 20 30 million but in you know selling a player for 10 15 million and buying three or four for a couple of million couple of million each from lower divisions would be extremely smart yet that never happens we, we go after players on a on a free for extended contracted periods or spend via our friend mr buyer absurd money on on players that s- some some make it and, and some simply do not um and you know just extremely questionable deals that get get made and then we see the agent fees that are uh, that are owed on those um in, in addition to the i think i read a hundred thousand pounds per week interest that we pay um you know is uh, is, is any of that interest going to um the 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 main uh, owner of 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 the loans uh, mr pozzo I, I don't know um i'd like to know the answer to that and if mr leventhal is listening it's uh something I would love uh, some scoop on. In addition to that, I'd, I'd like to see that the other Watford platforms talking about this stuff in a uh, more, I don't know, open manner. Um, that, that I, I didn't read much that was critical of uh, the Athletics article on the finances other than the headline. And it turns out the headline wasn't written by our Watford correspondent. I think I think I mean, and I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate to your point because I agree with you and I think and it, it was one of the things that uh, that that he mentioned on on uh, on on Charlie's excellent preview show earlier uh, earlier on was that you know it's that there, there there is more to consider and there is more to more more behind the scenes that we do not know and I think it is the point is the fact that it's the lack of transparency typically it that that, that is the concern because you know when when there's a void suspicion will fill it there is also on the accounts which I did pour over on uh, on Thursday evening uh, for a little while having having looked at a, a, a fair few balance sheets in my time and there is quite a breakdown of the various different but this is the formatted loans the, the, the formalized loans not the uh, not not the loans uh, gifted by Gino and other associated directors, which actually stipulates the percentage. So uh, what I might do between now and next week is actually go through that and work out what the what the uh, what the actual weekly interest, so to speak, would be for the debt as we saw it. Now, we do have to remember and Adam made a very, very good point about it, which is it's all a little bit in the looking glass because restructuring of finances have occurred since that and the athletic have reported on it because the finances that came out were circa july 2021 so always with these things they're always retrospective and they're always there's there's always 2020 in hindsight but uh we'll, we'll work out and see sort of what that was and, and and perhaps discuss that to take the debt you know the debt discussion onto a onto a hopefully a, a new level and a new discussion point because i appreciate some people are really concerned about it other people are very much in the pot so we trust you know I, i've said previously you can be absolutely thankful and you know really delighted with what the Potso have done and also be concerned about the the the, the future direction they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to be in one camp uh, or the uh, other. You can uh, be really pleased with what's happened and, and before. 100%. I, I think one request and then one last uh, question. Uh, and then, uh, then I'm Far done. away, sir. Request. And then we'll come to Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. When, when you dive into those accounts, and I pr- very much appreciate you and, and other um, diligent um, fans that, that, that do uh, have a little poke around in those accounts, 
dive into the uh, the other expenses and let us know what you find. Um, uh, you know, the challenge always is in that uh, very large bucket of undefined money is that it's uh, very much undefined and undisclosed. Um, we'd love to know what sits in there, um, especially considering some of the historic sums that have been associated with that title. Um, cool. Will do. Ed, Ed, I've never been accused of being diligent before and I won't have it tagged. But other than that, uh, that's good. What was the last point? Uh, you question for uh, Mr. Carl. You know, given, uh, given the roundabout that we were on with uh, the, the question surrounding uh, ownership a couple of weeks ago, now that the, uh, the accounts have been released, uh, I, I would wanted to, 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 to hear his opinion on, the, on the, you know, an update on where he was a couple of weeks ago. Cole, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, thank you, first and foremost. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something, actually. I was um, privy to lots of information the other night I was part of uh, a group of people that were invited by the club to go and speak to. Ah, uh, you were one of the selective few. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to reveal what we, what was said because we've been asked not to. But that there's a lot going on at the club that we're, we're not aware of, you know, and um, and it, it, it very much an insight into. Um, listen, it, how can I put this? It. it I... Come on, Carl, spill. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. Oh, if only Carl, I could. If only I, I, I could. I have to ask now. You're, you're not, uh, as a, uh, a, 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 a podcast on a platform, you're not now one of the uh, members on a retainer, are you? You know, sign Joao Boots in these very privy and private listen. meetings. I hope you keep no. keep the faith and uh, keep your opinions can, can strong. Can I jump in? I can assure you, I can assure you, I can assure all of you, we will never conform to the club. We will always be what we are. We will always have our opinions. You're being very, very silent today, Carl. This is is very interesting. Carl, I appreciate you have probably signed a non-disclosure agreement, (laughs) right? But can you say whether what you heard was something to be pleased about or something to be concerned about? Something to be pleased about. Something right. to be excited about. Something to get behind the club and support it. Brilliant! <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to jump in here a second because because while, whilst Uncle and Ed are, are, are past masters at, at shouting out of this... I just, and so is Grow. I won't oh, say names. Thank you for that. What I really loved was Charlie there, who's not who's not hosting it for the first time, heckling Carl. That was a nice start. Really <laughs> thank that. you. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, well, Charlie, well done, sir. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> The, the, I, I was not part of this, and all I will say is I don't believe anything has, uh, has uh, passed hands. And uh, apparently there was a large amount of buffet, none of which has been brought back yeah. to me. That's all I'm there was an excellent amount of, uh, of uh, buffet, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Listen, guys, guys it's, it, it, it's very much that we, we're fans, we're allowed our opinions. I, I, I don't agree with the, the, how the club has, has run from a... Uh, with the management side of things and, and so forth, and and you know what Scott Scott takes that on board. Scott listens to that. Uh, you know, uh, of course he's of course he's fucking paying me lip service. Of course, he, he's a politician, you know. But but be under no illusions. Scott runs that club. Scott runs that first club. name terms now as well, Carl. Good grief. Uh, well, Mr. Duxbury to his friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why is there such secrecy, though? That's that's my point. Why does it have to be so secret? If it's if, it, if something good is happening, I don't. Uh, Uncle Rod, just to, just to, to, I I agree with you. I I don't believe the way that the club has 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 gone about it is is the right way. But they want to tentatively dip their toe into the waters of, you know, coming out and sharing, and and they feel that this is the best way to do it. Um, it, it, they will publish something. Something will come out that we were all privy to. I, I, I'm assured of that, and I hope it does. Do not scratch your eyes! At this point, Twitter space is collapsed. Suffice to say, Thursday's meeting will be minuted, and when it is, and when we are able to release some information to you, we will, and let you know what happened in the meeting. In the meantime, there are two excellent competitions running to obtain uh, one of Yao Pedro's signed boots. One is for the under-16s category, which is looking at an art competition. We want you to paint or draw, um, and then send to us via the Twitter account or via the email um, your pictures of Yao Pedro and you could potentially be winning that signed boot. The over uh, 16s category is gonna require you to like, retweet, and copy in three other uh, people accounts uh, in order to get into the draw for the other boot. The boots are both encased in uh, mirror-backed cases and will look resplendent on a shelf or a mantelpiece or wherever you really want to put an encased boot, really. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, look out for The World versus Carl. There should be some episodes coming this week. And we look forward to speaking to you again after the Leeds game. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.